So then the the herdsmen that were with the pigs run into the villages to tell everybody what was happening. So now all the townspeople are like rushing out to see what happened because this is crazy, right? And they see, <laughs> instead of something like lightning coming from heaven, they just see the most normal thing they could possibly see. Jesus sitting with the man who was crazy and this man is clothed, he's in his right mind, and they get scared. <laughs> Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. Happy Tuesday, faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the P40 Ministries podcast. Soon to be the Bible Explained podcast. But I can tell you guys right now that um, I will not be calling it the Bible Explained Podcast at the beginning. I'm always going to refer to it as the P40 Ministries Podcast because for two years now, since I started this podcast, that's what I've been calling it. So it's going to be really hard for me to um, to remember that name change sometimes. So forgive me if I continue to call it the P40 Ministries Podcast, even after the name is changed. But friends, we're here to discuss Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39 today. And this is a story you guys have probably heard because I've covered it three times now. This is going to be the third time on the podcast that I have covered this story. So let's see what Luke 8, verses 26 through 39 has to say about the demon-possessed man. So grab your Bible, whatever version you like, and your cup of coffee, and let's jump right in. Then they arrived at the country of Gadaranus, which is opposite of Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, a certain man of the city who had demons for a long time met him. He wore no clothes and didn't live in a house, but in tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What do I have to do with you, Jesus, you son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torment me. For Jesus was commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For the unclean spirit had often seized the man, and he was kept under guard and bound with chains and fetters. Breaking the bonds apart, he was driven by the demon into the desert. He said, Legion, for many demons had entered into him. They begged him that he would not command them to go into the abyss. Now there was a herd of many pigs feeding on the mountain, and they begged him that he would allow them to enter into those. Then he allowed them, and the demons came out of the man and entered into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. When those who fed them saw what happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. People went out to see what happened. They came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid, 
Those who saw it told them how he who had been possessed by demons was healed. All the people of the surrounding country of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were very much afraid. Then he entered into the boat and returned. But the man from whom the demons had gone out begged him that he might go with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your house and declare what great things God has done for you. He went his way, proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. I like this story a lot. I've heard this story since I've been a little kid, and I don't know how many times I've read it, but every single time I read it, I just enjoy it so much. It's just such an interesting story, and it really gives us some insight as to how demons work. I feel like the majority of what we believe nowadays about demons almost comes from this particular story. And yeah, I mean, demons, they can give people some supernatural abilities. I mean, we see here that this man who was possessed by demons was able to break bonds apart or break chains apart. So he had like supernatural like uh, bodybuilding power <laughs> in order to be able to break these bonds apart. And I mean, yeah, it even says that the, the man was driven by the demon into the desert. So we don't know how long that man stayed in the desert. And I mean, the average human being cannot survive in the desert for very long without water. So, I mean, this this demon or rather these these bunches of demons were able to possess this man. I don't know what this man did in order to allow so many demons to um, to come into him, but he did something. And through these demons, he had some supernatural abilities, being able to survive in the desert, you know, being able to have like super strength. But here's the thing. This man does not seem very happy with all these demons inside of him. And in fact, any single time we see somebody who in scripture has a demon or demons inside of them, they are very miserable and unhappy people, regardless of the strength it gives them, regardless of any other ability they might have. They are miserable people. And as soon as those demons are gone, they are sitting there at Jesus's feet, thanking Jesus for getting rid of those demons. This reminds me of another story in the book of Acts, where a young girl who was demon possessed was able to tell the future because she had this demon inside of her and it gave her like clairvoyance, I guess, or something. And so Paul was getting so annoyed by this young servant girl because she was following him around and declaring all this stuff about Paul and it was the demon speaking. And Paul got so angry that he turns around and yells at the demon in the girl and says, come out of the girl. And the demon came out of the girl, but the girl lost her ability to tell the future. And her masters got so angry at Paul that they tried to kill him because they were benefiting greatly from this poor, young, abused girl having this demon inside of her. So, I mean, yeah, we see people are a able to have demons inside of them and have like special abilities if they have a demon. But the problem is these people have demons inside of them and it's not good. It's terrible stuff. And they're miserable human beings. And then the second that demon is gone from them, they're in their right mind. They are thinking clearly. They are praising Jesus when they when right after that happens. 
And that's what happens with this man that had the legion of demons inside of him. And I mean, a legion, that means a lot of demons. So he had a ton of demons inside of him. And Jesus, you know, sent all of them out into that herd of pigs. And I mean, here's the thing, a herd of pigs. I don't know how many pigs were on the mountain there. But if a demon was able to go into the pigs, each individual pig, and there were probably a lot of pigs there, that just shows how many demons were inside of this man. (laughs) That they were able to, like, go into an entire herd of pigs and cause them all to be drowned. And so, yeah, yeah. So right before this story happens, Jesus actually calmed the storm. Let me take a sip of my coffee real quick. Hang on a second. Ah, that's good. But anyway, <clears throat> right before Jesus came to this area called Gadarenus, and I do not know if I'm saying that correctly, Gadarenus, <laughs> Gadarenus, I think it is Gadarenus. I don't know how else you could say it. Okay. But before Jesus went to that region, he was in the boat and he calmed the storm. And so his disciples at that point were starting to realize that Jesus was different than just a prophet or a great teacher. He was God. And his disciples are starting to realize that there's something special about Jesus. So now they arrive in this country of Gad. We'll just call it Gad, which is opposite of Galilee. And so Jesus steps off the shore and immediately that man with the demons is there. And he came to meet Jesus, actually. So something about Jesus caused these demons to go and meet him. And immediately, this demon cries out when he sees him and falls down before Jesus. And so these demons are overwhelmed by Jesus. Absolutely, totally overwhelmed by him. Understanding Jesus's power, understanding that Jesus is God understanding that he is the son of God. And so they scream out. They're like, what do I have to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torment me. The one thing I picked out of this today, it's interesting that the the demons say, you son of the most high God. So these demons are recognizing that there is no other God other than God, the God that we worship. And it's interesting how often Satan likes to go around and and deceive people into worshiping gods. Well, he himself knows that God the Father is the most high God, the only God, the only real God that is. And yet Satan likes to go around and deceive people into worshiping these, these handmade things. And God himself says that when people worship these things, they're actually worshiping demons, God has said that. We read that verse back in uh, Leviticus where God's like, don't worship the goat demons, which is what people used to worship back in those days. They'd worship the image of the goat and God was calling them demons. So even these demons who want to be worshipped recognize that God is the most high God and that they are nothing. And I, I just find that so interesting. I, I like that's so interesting to me. But anyway, Jesus was already commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man. <laughs> so this this guy's like falling down before Jesus. All these demons are in, inside of him. And while the, the demons are speaking to Jesus, Jesus is at the same time commanding them to come out. 
And so we've seen how there are certain demons that will not come out of people very easily. And apparently this legion of demons was one of them because they did not come out of this man initially when Jesus said it. They, they kind of held on. They held on to this guy and they're like begging Jesus not to torment them. So I don't know exactly what that means, but whatever this abyss is that these demons are talking about, they're like, please don't send us to the abyss. Whatever that is, it's pretty nasty and the demons don't want to go there. And so I'm going to guess that that means hell or some other, uh, maybe the the pit that has no end. What's that called? The uh, unending pit that, you know, Satan's going to be thrown into. So I don't know what the abyss is specifically, but whatever it is, these demons did not want to go there. They didn't want to go into the abyss. So they're begging Jesus, don't send us to the abyss. And they're like, please send us into those pigs over there so at least we can stay here in the world. And so Jesus lets them. Jesus allows the demons to go and go into the pigs to uh, possess the pigs. So the pigs all go down the hill and get drowned because these demons all of a sudden just entered into these pigs and the pigs drown into the to the water. So the people that were like taking care of the pigs are freaked out because all of a sudden their pigs are just like gone. And they probably saw at least a good majority of what was happening with Jesus and this man, because even though they were a good distance off, this man that had the legion of demons was super dangerous. You have to remember, like he was very dangerous and he would cut himself with rocks and he was just kind of a crazy, crazy guy that everybody knew about. And so when he was around, probably anybody in the vicinity was watching out like, okay, that guy's over there. That crazy dude is is over there. Maybe we need to um, back up and, and make sure we're not in his vicinity. So honestly, they probably were watching for what this guy was doing because he was notoriously violent and notoriously a psychopath, honestly. And so the people that were watching the pigs were, were seeing what Jesus was doing. They see that Jesus commands the demons to come out of this guy and they all go into the pigs and all of a sudden their pigs are gone. Their pigs are like flying off of the cliff and they're just like, um, okay. So then the, the herdsmen that were with the pigs run into the villages to tell everybody what was happening. And remember, this was a Gentile area. Also, this was not a Jewish area. This was a Gentile area. So these non-Jews are probably pagan in some way, probably worship some other God. And so when they see something supernatural like this happen, of course, they're going to be freaked out and go tell people the, the herdsmen are like, this guy just commanded all the, the demons to, to come out and they went into the pigs and they flew off the cliff. So now all the townspeople are like rushing out to see what happened because this is crazy, right? This is supernatural. So they rush out and they see <laughs> instead of something like, you know, lightning coming from heaven, they just see the most normal thing they could possibly see. Jesus sitting with the man who was crazy and this man is clothed. He's in his right mind. And they see this man acting normally, sitting at Jesus's feet. And they get scared. <laughs> and I just find that so funny that they get they get terrified from that. And so 
the people beg Jesus to leave. They're like, can you please go? Because this is just too much for us. This is horrifying. So they asked Jesus to go because they were very much afraid. So Jesus just goes. He's like, I'm not needed here any longer. You know, I, I did what I came to do. So he goes. And the man from whom the demons had gone out is what it says, begged him that he might go with them. But Jesus was like, no, don't go with me. You you aren't needed where I'm going. Stay and teach the Gentiles everything that God has done for you. So he commands this man to be a teacher of the Gentiles. So he says, return to your house and declare what great things God has done for you. So this man, that's exactly what he does. This Gentile man, he goes on his way, proclaiming throughout the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. I just love that. This man like knew Jesus's power. He knew God's power. And he was proclaiming it loudly throughout the whole city. And so, you know, that just, uh, when I was reading that today for this episode, I'm just like, Man, I am so different sometimes. Like today, I'm like, I don't want to do a podcast episode. I'm tired, you know, I don't want to do it. But really what that's chalked up to for me is I don't want to proclaim God's goodness over this podcast today. And so that was a little convicting to me where this man was unafraid to loudly exclaim Jesus's name in his city. And yet I'm terrified to do it sometimes in my own office. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared to do it sometimes in my church. And so, I mean, yeah, this man knew what Jesus had done for him. And yet we almost forget about how good Jesus is and how his name needs to be proclaimed to people who don't know Jesus and need his power and need his love in their lives and need his salvation and forgiveness. And we forget about that. I forget about that a lot of times. So yeah, this was a little convicting to me. That's for sure. But friends, this was Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. Thanks for tuning into this episode. And I hope um, the weather has been good for you guys. And I hope you guys had a, a good weekend. And enjoyed that episode I did yesterday with my sister as well. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, definitely go back and listen to it. But I'm definitely going to be starting season 4 here really soon, just to let you guys know. Because the second I'm done with Leviticus, we're into numbers. And that's going to be season 4 of the P40 Ministries podcast. And I think that's when I'm going to try to officially roll out the name change. But that's going to be very, very soon here because we only have, I think, two more chapters of Leviticus, maybe one more chapter of Leviticus before we are in the book of Numbers. So, yeah, that's when the name change is going to happen and all that good stuff's going to be rolled out. But friends and faithful listeners, you know, if this episode touched you in some way, just share it on your social media platforms. And that's one way that you can evangelize to your to your friends to let people know that this podcast exists. That's an awesome way to evangelize is just to share or just to write a review of the P40 Ministries podcast. And yeah, it's kind of crazy how we can just evangelize from our um, our very own homes now rather than uh, proclaiming it through the streets like this man had to do back in uh, Jesus's day. We can do it from our, from our computers now. But friends and faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Happy listening and God bless. <laughs>